Members of the American Battlefield Trust have helped save over 50,000 acres of historical land over 24 states. This land stretches chronologically from the Lexington Green to Appomattox Courthouse and geographically from Minnesota to New Mexico. If you wish to become a member of the American Battlefield Trust and also help to save these historical lands for future generations, please go on to battlefields.org and sign up right now. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm John, the Tattooed Historian. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Tattooed Historian Show. This is a great show. This is actually a kind of a reunion for me. I got to see one of my friends that I went to college with, and we got to talk about the old times about five or six years ago and go over what she's doing now. And this friend of mine is Ashley Abruzzo. She currently works at Germana Foundation, which is 20 miles or so west of Fredericksburg, Virginia. It's a great little site. This place was originally inhabited in the early 18th century. And we go over the history of Germana from its foundation until the modern era, really, uh, because they have some reunions of those who were the first settlers, which I think is pretty cool. I kind of wish that I was part of that cool group. You know, that's that's a neat thing to do to come together and say, well, my ancestors were here 300 years ago. Imagine being able to say that. Ashley is really passionate about Germana because she got there and she found out that she had relatives who were at Germana in that early 18th century period. So how cool would that be to find out that the place you're working at is where your ancestors were so many years ago? It goes back to that idea of being, of having a personal relationship with the past. Ashley is living proof of that right now. That's why she's so passionate about it. And we had a little time constraint on our talk, but it still was about 30 minutes or so of us talking about Germana, talking about how the foundation is growing, talking about archaeological digs that are happening or going to happen. They are expanding. They're growing, which is fantastic. I'm really into what they're trying to do. And they have a great archive there. They have a lot of events coming up this year, uh, which she's going to tell us about in this podcast. Again, uh, I want to stress how important it is to find that personal connection to the past because you never know what that may lead to. That's your window into your life, into your DNA. Luckily, Ashley has found that at the Germana Foundation, and you will be able to tell through her passion for this subject just how important that connection is. So without further ado, I would like to introduce you to my friend, Ashley Abruzzo at the Germana Foundation.
All right, what's up, everybody? I am sitting in Germana Foundation, and we're about 10 miles west of Chancellorsville. Give or take, yes. Give or take, yes. yes. And I'm sitting with my friend Ashley Bruzzo, and we are going to be talking about some old school history in the next half hour. And uh, it's going to be a good time. And I've never been to Germana, mm-hmm. so I feel terrible. That's okay. A lot of people have not been here. Well, that, yeah, it's true. People, <laughs> people go to Chancellorsville and they stop. Yeah. Or the Wilderness yeah. Battlefield and they yeah. stop. So uh, it's an interesting topic that I want to discuss because I've never been here. Right. And I know a lot of my listeners probably have never been here. Right. <clears throat> so it's something new to showcase. So Excellent. But let's talk, though, about you all right. personally. What got you into history, first of all? Um, well, I grew up in northern Illinois in Rockford, which is about uh, an hour and a half west of Chicago. And uh, I remember just reading books in school about um, the Civil War and just people in history. I read books that were historical fiction, and I just found that I was interested in these stories. And uh, over time, I realized I really wanted to focus on history. Initially, I wanted to do uh, meteorology. I've always been fascinated by the weather, but that just never panned out. Mm. And so by the time I was a sophomore in high school, my mom and I took a trip to Williamsburg. And that basically cemented it for me that I wanted to focus on history. Um, A lot of people ask, well, why the Civil War? I really don't remember the reason why. I just remember reading specifically about Stonewall Jackson and in elementary school wondering who names their kids Stonewall. (laughs) That is a really weird name. And actually on our way to Williamsburg, this was in 2002, we uh, stopped in Lexington. And that is how I think everything kind of just began for me with the Civil War. Wow. And uh, Illinois is known for, of course, Abraham Lincoln. And we have Ulysses S. Grant's home in Galena. And so uh, I did my bachelor's degree undergrad at uh, University of Illinois at Springfield okay. and interned with the uh, Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library and went off to Shippensburg University mm-hmm. and uh, got my master's in applied history there in 2011. Right, and that's where we That's met. how we met, yep. Yeah, yep. originally. Yeah, and, and we've been... Uh, uh, talking with each other ever since as far as... It's been about five years, I think. Yeah, yep. yeah, and, and making it about the history in different ways. Exactly. And, and that's why we have all these uh, <laughs> wires and microphones set up today. Yeah. Because I wanted to get you on here to Perfect. talk about your your newest role yeah. here at Germana. Yeah. So uh, you've been here how long now? Uh, going on two years in mm-hmm. February. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And what is the Germana Foundation? So the Germana Foundation is a nonprofit organization, and it was established in 1956. Um, initially, the mission was to you know preserve and protect the earliest uh, German settlements here in Virginia. Um, a lot of individuals think that they need to have lineage uh, from Germana descendants in order to be involved, and that's not true. We are broadening our horizons, being more inclusive. Um, I am a descendant of a uh, Germana family. Um, which is, it's really cool. It's one of those things where you volunteer for an organization and then things kind of, you know, step forward over time. And so that's how everything kind of started for me. Um, But there's two uh, colonies that were established. The first came over in 1714 and the second group came in 1717. And that's the family that I descend from. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's amazing that you just found that out you know like that's pretty wild that, it, it really is because everyone focuses on like jamestown or plymouth exactly or stuff like that and, yeah and there are, there are descendants mm-hmm. uh of jamestown who still get together and yeah 
and party in their own kind of way. <laughs> uh, it's kind of cool that Germana has the same lineage process. Yeah, it's really fascinating. And the thing is with the first group that came in 1714, there were 42 men, women, and children. So unlike Jamestown, which had just all men in right. 1607, this was groupings of families. Um, the initial reason they came over was because uh, Queen Anne of Great Britain, by about 1708-09, began reaching out to Germans along the Rhine River to travel to London and travel over to the British colonies, i.e. Virginia, and get land. And Lieutenant Governor Alexander Spotswood, who was Lieutenant Governor from 1710 to 1722, had an interest in mining operations. And his friends here in the colonies, including Robert King Carter and William Byrd, also had an interest in mining. So around 1711, that's when a lot of the different um, families in the Ziegen area of Germany um, began making their way to London. And so the one issue they came across, though, was that there was a gentleman named Baron de Graffenried who was supposed to sponsor their trip over. And uh, something got miscommunicated, and it turns out that he said, no, I'm not supposed to do that. So the long story, short story, is that the families ended up indenturing themselves to Virginia for four years. Wow. So they will get here around 1714, and at that time, uh, Alexander Spotswood will build a fort, uh, Fort Germana, which is literally across the road from where we are today. And uh, he will build that fort as a barrier, if you will. Um, we know that there were at least eight or nine homes. There was a blockhouse. The first German Reformed Church was established in there. Um, there is no records of any um, hostilities, no Native Americans. The French weren't nearby. It was pretty peaceful that we know of. Hmm. Um, we do know that the first two years, the Germans had to actually clear the land before they could actually do mining. Um, and so by 1718, their indentured servitude was up, and many of them began traveling north of here to what we know as Fauquier County, Virginia, near Warrington, and that's where they would settle. Wow. Um, so that's the first colony. <laughs> right. Um, right. There's a lot to, to kind of get through, but uh, the second colony had a similar but different story. Um, the second colony actually came from a region called uh, Baden-Württemberg, which is actually known for winemaking, craftsmen, tradesmen, very different from those that came from the Ziegerland area. Yeah, so my ancestors from Baden. So Are they? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, we okay. have a few villages we'll have to identify and look into because right. we could be cousins and we don't <laughs> know. I, yeah, I have knows? met several cousins working here. They're really? like, I'm a, I'm a Krigler. I'm like, so am I. Hey, cousin. Oh, wow. I've met a lot of family members that are distant, um, which has been really awesome. That's really neat. It's really neat because yeah. it's like I only knew so many you know, family members. It's on my father's side of the family. And then you come here and it's like you meet so many people. Right. And there's a lot of people in this area that are descended from these families. Um, but the second group had planned on initially going to Pennsylvania. Go. Um, <laughs> we know William Penn was, you know, trying to encourage people to come over there, right. uh, paint that rosy picture, you know, Pennsylvania rolling hills and everything. Uh, well, they got to London and the captain of their ship, Andrew Tarbett, uh, was a gambler and he ended up going into uh, debtor's prison. For a few months. Oh, no. And you have here, we have at least 80 to 100 individuals. This is a larger group sitting in London, just waiting. And these are families that are getting married. They're getting baptized. They're trying to make a living. And by the time Tarbit gets out, they have no money. Tarbit knows Spotswood. He knows Spotswood needs more workers. So he hijacks them. 
He takes them to Virginia and not Pennsylvania. And now these families are indentured for seven years, which is the usual length of time for indentured servitude. Wow, so not even a part of the area they want to be in, and yeah. now they're stuck. I, I don't, we, we don't have any primary sources for what we, what they thought of, mm-hmm. but they probably think, what the heck? I mean, not like they would know what Pennsylvania looked like opposed to Virginia, but sure. as soon as they step on the land and say, you are indentured for seven years to Spotswood, it's like, hold, hold the phone. What? Right. This was not the original plan. Right. So again, we don't have all those primary source documents for that. Uh, We know that once they get here, they do not live in the fort. They actually settle along the Rapidan River a few miles away, um, and they do more, um, I think they worked more like on on a wharf or something. We don't have a lot of information on that. Um, And then to get to the end with that, they will eventually move to the Madison County area, um, which is about 45 minutes away from here. And a lot of the families still live in the area. A lot of descendants and families married into one another. So you have first colony, second colony families I was gonna say, that are intertwined. Yes, we have a lot of people who can say they descend from multiple families on both both sides. Right. Yeah. Is there is there like a fight between them? They're like, we're, we were here first. Uh, <laughs> um, I want to say a fight. I mean, <laughs> the, the first colony, you know, they definitely lived in the fort. Um, even though the second colony families didn't live in the fort that we know of, they would have probably visited. I mean, there mm-hmm. still would have been some first colony individuals over there. Mm-hmm. Um, but by 1719, 1720, that fort came down and Spotswood built his home okay. over the remnants. And actually, to this day, we're actually actively looking for the remnants of the fort. I've seen you've been doing some archaeological yeah. dating around here. Oh, yeah. You haven't, but you've had I, a team. I, I've you, come over and I, I like, what What are we finding today? Right. I would want to play in the mud a while, too. But yeah. yeah. So what, what's going on around here as far as that's concerned with the, with the digging? And is right. the ground penetrating radar going on? Is we it... used GPR um, a while back, um, but right now it's more of just your, your typical, you know, digging, trying to find the fort. Um, University of Mary Washington actually owned the property for a number of years. And so it was in the 1970s and 80s that they were doing digs over there. And they found the remnants of Spotswood's home, the Enchanted Castle, which was nicknamed by William Byrd, not Spotswood. Um, There are no known images of the home, but based on what they found, if you think of the governor's palace in Williamsburg, that is probably what it may have looked like. It was very grandiose. It was very grandiose. I mean, Spotswood had a hand in building many of the buildings in Williamsburg. Um, It also kind of looks like Stratford Hall out in Westmoreland County. So Mm -hmm. imagine you have this frontier and you have this giant home in the middle of the wilderness. That's what it would have been like. Wow. Um, that home burned down roughly in the 1750s. And okay. so in late, early 1970s, they found the remnants of the home. Um, they outlined it. They did their research, covered back up for preservation purposes. And so since 2014, we've been looking for the fort. Um, we know that the fort was five-sided, similar, you know, this building we're in, the visitor center is five-sided, meant to replicate the fort, um, 300 feet on all five sides. So they're looking for the palisades. They're looking for any post holes that can give them an idea of what area they're searching in. And then once they find, you know, a corner of it, then they can measure out 300 feet on other sides and say, what direction is the fort going? Right. So... Me being here the last two seasons, um, it's been really exciting. 
Um, last year, um, they found nails. They possibly found a bullet. We don't know. It's probably Civil War era, as you know, we are in the Civil War crossroads here. Um, but this year, they found a lot of cool things. They found uh, a hair pincher, like for a wig, oh, wow. which is really cool. That's cool. Um, they found uh, what's called a trash midden. Um, and that is actually basically your trash pit where right. you discarded objects. They found a bottleneck um, and a couple other trinkets. And I said, this is more the social side mm-hmm. of Germana, right. the social side of everything. Right. Um, it's 18th century dumpster dot. Yes, exactly. Really yeah. So um, I would go there almost every day. I'd go over just to say, hey, guys, what are you finding? And right. it's ungodly hot out. <laughs> it's very hot out, but they have the canopies and we have a great group of people that go out there every year. We have a staff archaeologist, Dr. Eric Larson, who's been with us for about four years. And he always recruits the best interns, the best assistant site directors. Um, next year for 2019, we're changing it up a little bit. Um, they're doing some test pit um, digging over at Historic Salubria, okay. uh, which is in Culpeper County. It's about uh, about 10 minute drive west of here. Mm-hmm. And the connection to us is uh, Reverend John Thompson, who was the um, reverend for Little Fork Church in Culpeper, he married Butler Brain Spotswood, Governor Spotswood's widow, in 1742. And this home was built circa 1757. She passed away in 1758 or so. Mm-hmm. And so that home has actually um, been with us as we're stewards of the home since 2000. So we're, okay. we're trying to do some archaeology over there next year. So when they're going through these test pits and they're, you're over there, peeking in, seeing what's going on. Does it hit you like that could be someone I'm related to, like something they threw away? Sometimes. I mean, we we don't know if we're seeing things that are British or German. The hair pincher, the hair curler, there's a very good chance it could have been Spotswoods. We don't know. We don't have that fact. Um, But it's kind of fun to think. Um, One of the things they found this past season, which um, we do have a Facebook page, Germana Foundation and Germana Archaeology, they found a herringbone pattern walkway. It is beautiful. I mean, you just stare at it and it's amazing. And I said, I need to reach down and touch it because you don't know who walked on it last. Was it Spotswood? Was it one of the families from Germana? Was it a post-Germana person that's unrelated? You don't know. Um, And so that was really exciting to see. So when I'm out there, as someone who descends from the family, I do think that once in a while. But for anybody who likes local history, education, preservation, anybody that wants to find out what's in their backyard, it's really cool to think that, you know, there's a piece of history that's not known about as much as other places around here. Right. And that we encourage people to come over and learn more about it. Right. Mm-hmm. And and to know that you're building off that story to do new things next yeah. year or in, in the yeah. twenty nineteen yeah. season of spring, summer, fall, whatever. Yeah. yeah. You're you're building off of that too. Mm-hmm. And it's really neat to think that uh, the four, basically, you're taking, they're taking the old geometry class that I skipped out on a couple <laughs> times, and they're saying, well, if we can find this one corner, yeah. we got this thing pretty much solved. Yeah, we can measure it out. Right. Yeah. And and they're building, an, you're building a new facility now. We are. We are super excited. It is the HIT Archaeology Center. Um, we had a groundbreaking ceremony on October 11th. It was a Thursday, and quite literally, that Monday or Tuesday, they came over with the bulldozer and everything and started... Um, making way for the foundation and so um, as we sit here today on December 12th um, there is snow on the ground there's a roof there is the building is there Um, they have a end date of probably March 
but that all depends on the weather. So right. like, for example, the snow, they can't work. We have our supervisor out there, but we don't have any construction workers out there because they can't do a whole lot right now. Right. Um, but this archaeology center is going to be very important. We can actually house all of the artifacts that um, we've been finding these last number of years. We have a place for Dr. Larson and the interns and any volunteers to clean the artifacts, catalog them. We'll have display cases. And it also will be a way for the community to come be engaged with everybody. Um, we hope to have symposiums, presentations, another community area um, to bring more people here. Um, and so that is our main uh, program right now is the archaeology program. So we're excited for what the future has in store for us. Yeah, it's great to see an organization <laughs> building up, literally. Yeah, literally. <laughs> uh, building up figuratively and yeah. literally uh, for a new era yeah. in, in, the, in the world of history because <laughs> you all... Whether, whether people want to say so or not, you're competing with a Civil War site 10 miles away, and yeah. Civil War's a huge thing. Yeah. And when people think of colonization, mm -hmm. they think of Jamestown. Right. We need to start trying to change that narrative in a yeah. small way yeah. so that people see there's stuff going on. Yeah. And with you all building out and, and going into the archaeological digs and mm -hmm. finding all this new stuff, yeah. that allows you to reach a whole new audience. It and really I did not know much about Germana until you started working here. I didn't know much about until I started volunteering and working here too. <laughs> yeah, so so through your Facebook outreach and stuff, I was like, wait a minute, what is what is yep. this about? Yeah. Because I'm mainly Germanic mm -hmm. uh, descendant, except for some Scottish yeah. side of me, which is why I like to wear a kilt from time to time. <laughs> but... Uh, that was really interesting to me because all yeah. I've ever heard of is like the British East India Company and stuff like that and, and coming over here for, right. for Jamestown and yeah. for Plymouth and, and all that stuff. And uh, realizing some of my ancestors got to Philadelphia in 1697, which predates this period, yeah. it's like, okay, something may have happened, especially the Baden ancestors. They mm -hmm. may have been like, oh, we'll take a chance on this too. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, because they knew some of the relatives were in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. And maybe they were here. I don't know. I'm going to have to look back with you and figure out what's going on <laughs> right uh because it's kind of interesting they're from the same area mm -hmm. uh what do you go to the the descendants events like are there events for the descendants like a, like a yearly kind of let's get together and pick on each other about <laughs> you're from first generation or first first hall right. and we're second or uh we do have a conference and reunion every year um it's usually the third weekend in july um, and again, even though it's a reunion of sorts, it's also a conference for people who like history and want to know more about the area. Um, this past year, um, summer of 2018, I actually gave a presentation on Germana settlers in Illinois, um, since it's the Illinois uh, Bicentennial. Right. And so along with my family, I had five other families to uh, discuss and explain migration patterns and the reasons why they went over. And a lot of people said to me, you know, I now really want to research my family in this other state to understand why they moved. And I was like, that's fantastic. I wasn't sure what the outreach was going to be, but we had a DNA discussion, we had a Native American discussion. So it's not just Germana. Um, right. So uh, we'll have more information about the conference and reunion on our website uh, later in the new year, as we'll have our next meeting in January. Um, so again, if you're local or just want local history, something different, um, there's nothing wrong with advancing your knowledge on a topic you know nothing about. And it's a right. great way to meet new people, and you might meet a cousin or two. You never know. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> you I literally mean, might meet a cousin. Yeah, 
yeah and and what's the website address um germana.org Okay, <laughs> I can yes. remember that one. Yes. Uh, any events next year other than that that you're really looking forward to here? Um, quite literally, in the last couple of days, we are finalizing what we call public access days. Um, this past summer, we kind of tested out what kind of outreach we can get with our archaeology site. The Fort Germana site is actually not publicly accessible. You have to go through a subdivision and then down a gravel road, oh, wow. and it's on private property. Um, and so in order to get more people to recognize who we are and what we do, uh, we discussed having um, a day where you could come and talk with the archaeologists and interns, look in the, the different pits and see what they're searching for. Um, and so this year we're doing um, four uh, different dates, uh, two at the Fort uh, Germana site and then two at Salubria. Um, this will be in June, uh, July, and August, and uh, we'll have more cr concrete information in the next uh, couple weeks into next month, so be on the lookout for that. That's awesome. Yeah. Because I, I would love to see the pits because I was always in archaeology. Yeah. I always wanted, to, I always dug in my, my family's backyard for no apparent reason. <laughs> uh, it was either that or I liked World War One and didn't realize yeah. it. You know, yeah. I didn't build the trench though. Uh, so I've always been in archaeology. Right. And I guess it's because, you know, you're, you're only a few feet away from history all the time. It's true. And, and one thing we're doing, too, is um, it's very kid-friendly. So please, if you have kids and you want to take a day trip or it, these dates are going to be during the week, so Fridays or Thursdays. Um, hopefully next year we'll have a weekend date. Um, but at the Fort Germana site, we are going to have kind of a, a test area where you can um, build your own palisade or go digging mm. for something. So we mm. want the kids to get more involved. We um, we were set up at Friends of Wilderness Battlefield uh, group over on the Wilderness Battlefield at Elwood Manor, and we had uh, the Wilderness Days, and we had our little palisade with sand, and two young girls came over, and they were really into it, and I mean, they needed no prompt. They just went for it. And at the very end, the little girl turned to her mom and said, I want to be an archaeologist. That's and awesome. I'm like... I just I couldn't believe it. I'm like, this is what we want. We right. want to do something for right. children and people of all ages, but essentially children, and make them feel like, oh, this is really cool. This is something physical that I can handle, I can experience, and I want to learn more about it. So if you have kids that are interested in digging, history, engineering of some sort, um, pique their curiosity, come on out uh, next summer and see what we're doing. Yeah, that, that hands-on history yeah. is is what makes it even for adults yeah you know and you can put your hand on that kind of stuff mm -hmm. and, and figure out how they did something right it's it's an all-age group kind of thing really especially is. the kids oh know, yeah because we all wanted to play with Lincoln yeah. logs and tinker toys at least I did I'm showing my <laughs> I age had tinker by saying toys. that I had tinker toys too yeah I did so you know I was building <laughs> force with my Lincoln logs so it's yep. fine you know yeah. except I was putting the the boards the wrong way or the, you know <laughs> right. laying them into a cabin I should have been yeah. putting them upright for, oh for a stockade uh, but yeah it's it's great to see some 18th century stuff mm -hmm. uh coming out in an area where we mm -hmm. only sometimes think of civil war because we're inundated yeah. with it we are and popular culture embraced it mm -hmm. and it's nice to see yeah. us going back to the roots of a society mm -hmm. a colony yeah and and seeing how they lived mm -hmm. through these test digs and through finding the fort right hopefully and finding the different houses and such yeah uh it's it's basically what we would think of Jamestown used to be before we figured out where some, some things were. Yeah. And of course, they're still digging for things, too. Exactly. So we're, you're all on the same right. playing field, yeah. really. 
I mean, there's a lot of historic sites in the area, and we have good, uh, you know, contacts and good relationships with them. You know, we'll go over there, they'll come over here, but I really do think that with this new archaeology center, it's going to bring a whole new um, group of people to Germana. Um, we are focusing more on the frontier and the migration story, the immigration story. So even if you aren't German, if you are English or Scotch, um, and you want to learn more about exactly how people would have migrated, this would be a good place to start. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I can't wait for the center to be done. because I, I can't either. I, we I all know. are very excited. I know. I can, <laughs> I can tell. You, you posted a lot about it. Oh, it's, and I'm, that yeah. makes me excited then because I'm seeing some good content come yes. out. And it's like, okay, this yeah. is going to be good. Progress. You know? Yeah, progress. Physical. So, I said once the walls go up, then it's kind of like we got to pinch ourselves. Like it's actually happening. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's when you know that you're really passionate about history. Yeah. Yep. When you just see a building going up, it's going to increase Mm -hmm. the viability of a location to do even more to tell the story yes. that's fantastic yeah uh any last thoughts though about the future of germana the future of what you would like to do give to germana oh man you it's funny you say that because we actually have a time capsule that's going to be going into the archaeology center before the wall is getting closed really um and so i actually have to finish writing up my little thing and uh, we're going to open the time capsule in 2068 i will be 81 years old there <laughs> wow. is a chance that i will be here i hope i am i can actually say oh back in the day i sat at the desk and watched them build it um, right I'm hoping that Germana grows. I'm hoping to have another building that we can house an actual museum and a larger library. I'm hoping that we can get the younger generation involved um, and just get in, more interested in the local history, um, the frontier history, the immigration stories, and uh, that we will be a place for people to come and do research regardless of whether they're Germana or not. Uh, right. We do have books that are Beyond Germana, we have great histories on different counties that families would have migrated to over time. So just to be more open and inclusive for the public to come and see us, that's what I hope for the future of Germana. All right, and let's hit them up one last time with the socials. Got to know where to find you on social media. Yes, uh, we're on Facebook, uh, Germana Foundation and Germana Archaeology. And then we're also on Instagram. Uh, I run the Germana Foundation Instagram page. Awesome. And then our staff archaeologist uh, runs the Germana Archaeology page as well. And uh, we have a Twitter. We don't use it a whole lot, but it's there. Um, but you can usually find information on our Facebook page and then Germana.org. That's awesome. Well, hey, thank you for having Thanks, me here John. to do this. Absolutely. Because I wanted to get... Uh, people understand there's more out here yeah. in this part of Virginia than yeah. just Civil War stuff. Exactly. And uh, 18th century is alive and well at this site because you're yeah. always posting about it. Yeah. And it's attractive to me to come see <laughs> this because I, I want to come back when there's no snow. <laughs> that yeah. would be good. Yeah. And, you know, we're, um, I should mention that we're located in the middle uh, of Culpeper and Fredericksburg. So if you're on Route 3, we're in Locust Grove in Orange County. Uh, we border quite literally the Culpeper County line. So we're right off Route 3 next to Germanic Community College. Yeah, it's a great drive, uh, and especially if you're on the Beltway and you're coming through Fredericksburg. You hit Route 3 and come west, and you can't miss it. Mm -hmm. it's, it's on the hill there on your left if you're coming from Fredericksburg. And uh, it's a great spot, and now I'm going to come back every time I hit the wilderness because uh, I'm going to be curious as to looking into some pits if you let me. 
please come back. We'll let you know when we're going to have them out there. And, uh, yeah, and, you know, even though we're close to the public, if somebody is interested in, in seeing what we're doing and it's not a public access day, uh, we're very accommodating. Just give us about a day or so for heads up. And if you're driving from far away and you say, hey, I want to come see what you're doing, let us know. We can accommodate you and you can kind of see what they're doing out there. That's awesome. Yeah, I love friction-free history. Yeah. And we can work together and network and Definitely. get it all out there. That's, Absolutely. That's the main thing. Precisely. So thank you again. Thank you, John. Thanks for, thanks for having me. And thanks to everyone for tuning in. Thank you.